Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan Jordan, as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today? Today we played Mario Kart 64 for the Nintendo 64. Mario Kart 64 is the story of Mario and the Mushroom Gang redefining the racing genre with the addition of the most iconic and most beloved item of all time, the blue shell. They redefined the racing genre. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Up to this point, racing, it's like, I don't know, we're in cars, we're driving cars around, and then Mario Kart <laughs> Mario Kart comes out and you're like, oh, that's an interesting concept, and then boom, here is Mario Kart 64 selling billions of copies, becoming one of the most popular <laughs> franchises of all time. Mario Kart 64 sold billions of copies? Billions. Also, it re- redefined the racing genre after Super Mario Kart redefined the racing genre. Yeah, but genre. Super Mario Kart was like, was like a proof of concept. I think we even said that back in our Super Mario Kart episode. It was like a proof of concept. I don't remember us saying that, but you know. Well, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a good idea. It's like, wait a minute. Mario and the gang driving around go-karts? That's a good idea. Yeah, golf carts. Golf carts? <laughs> oh. In the episode, your intro of the Super Mario Kart episode, um, I think it's like episode 40. I don't recommend listening to it. I listened to it today. Um, just take my word for it. <laughs> but Jordan says it's a it's a, a day out at the, the mini go, uh, mini go, mini golf track. Go kart. What am I trying to yeah. say? The, what was the? It's the. What do we call? Mario it? and the gang. You the know, fun you centers. We, there's always the golf, mini like the kart. mini golf and the the go karts together. <laughs> yes, go kart is the word that I can't find right now. <laughs> Mario Mario Kart Mario Go Kart 64. <laughs> anyway, but you, you were like, yeah, it's it's golf. It's like a day at the putt putt and the thing. And I was like, all right. So this I think is like volume two of that. This is my personal opinion, and it could be because I didn't own Super Mario Kart when I was a kid, but yeah. this series didn't really get going until Mario 60, Mario Kart 64. I don't think that's true, because uh, one other thing that we said in that episode was that Super Mario Kart, I think, this wait, I think Super Mario Kart might have been the fourth best-selling game it was. on the Super yeah. Mario Okay. But it was the second best-selling game on the N64, so that's a big jump. Okay. Well, is it a big jump? Because N64 sold less than the Super Nintendo. Yeah, but I feel so like... So what are the actual game sales numbers? Do I don't know. know. Why is it that the N64 sold so many less copies than the Super Nintendo, but it feels like it had such a much bigger cultural uh, weight to it? I don't know. It just feels like the N64... Ha- There's so much nostalgia for the N64. Like, the nostalgia that there is for the Super <laughs> Nintendo feels very deserved, Okay. Whereas the nostalgia there is for the N64 feels like it's there despite the fact that the N64 hasn't held up as well. So it's it's interesting. I think um, if you had an N64, because it was like four players, especially if you yeah. had brothers and it was like good... The, you didn't really get like the four player like party games yeah. before the N64. And even the PlayStation, which I think made a laughing stock out of the N64 as far as sales were concerned. I think the N64 sold like 36 million. That's a crazy thing though. Like um, you say that and there was like one kid in my whole school who had a PlayStation and everybody had an N64. Well, that's the opposite of real, I know real I know life. that it's the opposite <laughs> of reality. But I feel like there's some funky things going on. Like I don't know if this is one of those like Mandela uh, like you know, things where okay. it's just like, do we come from like an alternate reality where the N sixty four was way bigger than it actually was? Because no. I feel like it was a huge thing and everybody had one, but then when you look at the numbers, it doesn't back it up. Here's what I think: it's it's maybe like Gran Turismo is a huge franchise, 
But I don't really know anybody who buys Gran Turismo well, games. It's like, how was Two and a Half Men the most popular show on TV? Or how was <laughs> Big Bang Theory the most popular TV show on TV? I've never met a person who watches Big Bang Theory, but apparently millions of people did. How, how has Grand Theft Auto V been the best-selling game for nine years straight? Right? I've never met. I've never. I literally have never met somebody who plays it. So um, that's that's what it, I think it is. Is like uh, those of us who are into retro games probably have nostalgia for the N sixty four, but the greater um, public probably was more in the PS one. I guess I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I I ended up having both though, but yeah, I, I definitely I think I played the N sixty four a lot more with my friends. So maybe that's just it's more ingrained in sort of a, yeah. a way, or it's more of just like you could play it with your friends more. You're probably honestly with the whole multiplayer like. Yeah. If somebody in your neighborhood had it in four controllers, you don't. Every kid doesn't need to have their own because boom, yeah. you're all just playing together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, of course, this one published by Nintendo, made by Nintendo, but that was actually uh, produced by by Miyamoto. Really? Um, oh, yeah. So I was like, I was like, did Miyamoto produce it? It was in- interesting to uh, to dig into the Wikipedia on this one because I was like, I was curious as to whether or not Miyamoto produced this one. I think it also said this was being developed at the same time as uh, Ocarina of Time. Oh, the Ocarina of Time? <laughs> I think it said that. I can't remember. It's been a weird day. It's been a very weird day. Um, so uh, <laughs> my brain isn't firing on all cylinders. So I was like in my car on my break at work, um, on my phone doing my notes, which is not like my favorite way to were do you, notes. Were you uh, getting notes from Wikipedia and putting them into your notes app? Yeah, the no- two, uh, notes app. Two, yeah. Uh, just a good time to mention two of our sponsors, Wikipedia and the <laughs> notes app. Neither, not, they honestly, don't know they're sponsoring us, but no, but honestly, a great combo. <laughs> like, if you are a power user who can combine the potentiality of both of those apps, yeah, wow, just imagine the places you can go. <laughs> you could start a podcast and you still c- be doing it after three and a half years. You could be in your car just <laughs> copying and pasting paragraphs as long as you have cell phone service, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've uh, we're still working out the deal to get cell phone service to be a sponsor, but have not gotten there yet. I've been if talking... you have a connection with five G, let us know. That's funny that you should mention five G because at work there's been something going on. I don't know if I don't know if the the network is like going through some stuff, but I've been going down to LTE lately at work, which has not been a thing Uh-oh. in like oh since I got my new phone that does five G. Yeah. Like a year and a half ago or whatever, I'm like, why is it like my phone keeps saying LTE when I'm at work? I'm like, this is a hot mess. I think maybe mine got yours because I don't pay for 5G, but my phone, my new phone has said 5G ever since I got it. Oh, and so well, I don't think it's a it cost. I don't think it's an extra cost. At least it's not on my plan. I don't know. Maybe my phone is sponsored by 5G. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, it's been a weird day. Dan was taking some notes in his car. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Jordan, another fun fact on this one. We're just, we're all in the fun facts. I don't know. If, I don't know. Fun fact, brought to you by Wikipedia. The Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, upgrades, besides proper 3D in this one versus Super Mario Kart, include force player support, holding multiple items, and slipstreaming. Yes. Big, big improvements. Yeah. And then, of course, changes from the original Mode 7 limitations on the Super Nintendo version include elevation of walls and terrains and things like that. Yeah. So... The, in the Super Nintendo version, I think we said it was hard to like kind of see where you were going, and part of it was because like the walls are totally flat. Yeah, and so you can't ever get over the walls. So this one, like, oh, you can see the walls that you can't get over most of the time. Yes, unless you're Jordan. <clears throat> the game was originally supposed to feature Kamek, um, 
a villain, a villain guy, yeah, a villain from Yoshi's Island, but was replaced by Donkey Kong, Donkey oh. King, as we call him. Good call. Yeah, really. Yeah, for sure. Good call. Yeah, the the uh, Magikoopa, I think it also referred to on the Wikipedia in like a prototype or something, an early version. Is that the same character? Is this his name Kamek? I don't know. Why you? I have no idea. It's weird that though. So in Super Mario Kart, you have Donkey Kong Jr. And they're like, we're gonna get rid of that guy, and we're gonna add this wizard from yeah. Yoshi's Island. They're like, ah, no, let's get rid of him. Let's add Donkey Kong, but not Junior. Let's get the Donkey Kong. Yeah. Well, which some people say is the same Donkey Kong. Some people. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Whenever you try to dig <laughs> too much into the backstories of these Nintendo characters, it gets dicey real quick. So I think you said, I think the trivia in the Super Mario Kart episode was, why is Donkey Kong Jr. in there? And I think it was his 10th anniversary or something. Yeah. And then this one, I think, it must have come out, yeah, because I think Donkey Kong Country came out in 1994. And that's when, any, like, nobody knew who Donkey Kong was until Donkey Kong Country. Nobody knew who Donkey Kong um, was. It was and the so that's highest, when they was, that's when they uh, decided to start putting him in video games. One of the highest selling arcade games of all time. The game that single handedly <laughs> kicked off the American arcade bonanza. No one knew who Donkey Kong was. He, he didn't have a banana horde yet. Um, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, the players' controls were designed to be like driving a radio operated car. Oh, this Jordan. Okay. You know, like a uh, RC Tyco or whatever they yeah no I'm about? yeah radio radio cars but they got I I had one or two of those as a kid I had one called I the like Rebound it. and it had these big wheels and you could crash into a wall and yeah and then flip it would flip over, over and, and keep going yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah what happened to, like do kids still play with those or are those non-existent is that a relic uh, of the nineties It's hard to get excited about an RC car when your neighbor's got an RC drone <laughs> That's true like you can That's do true. the car or the helicopter Yeah maybe I'll get my son a drone when it's you know, <laughs> you, can get get really, you can get really cheap ones. Like you can get like a $10 drone off Amazon. So oh, when he crashes into nice. a tree. Yeah. yeah. When he crashes into a tree, buy another one. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, Jordan, last fun fact, rubber banding in the blue shell were added to keep races competitive and balanced. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. Competitive balanced races in Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. I actually do like this. I know that it's a huge gripe for some people, and we'll get into it later in the episode, I'm sure. But uh, I actually I like the rubber banding. Blue shell. Great when it works. Yeah. <laughs> I got some thoughts, Jordan. I got some I thoughts know. today. Dan, you're not allowed to have thoughts yet. This is the fun facts section. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another just like, it's it's not a fun fact, but I guess it's another upgrade. Failure in Grand Prix in this one allows you to continue an unlimited number of times, unlike Super Mario Kart where you have like three lives, I think. Yeah. Place in the top three. So it's just another nice like upgraded feature that they Definitely. added to this one. So. But Jordan, that's all my fun facts. Do you have anything else? Oh, Dan, you know I've got a fun fact. You got fact. a fun fact? I got the fun fact of the show. The fun fact of the show is that today's episode was chosen by our subscribers on Patreon. Sure was. Yeah, so every month the last episode of the month is chosen. We put up a list and our Patreon subscribers get to vote on which one they want to hear. And I was pulling hard for this episode <laughs> to get chosen. <laughs> I was honestly considering quitting the show if Mario Golf GameCube was picked (laughs) because that would just be insane. I think they call it Mario Golf Cube. Whatever. And uh, yeah, so Patreon subscribers, thank you so much. It's one of the perks that you get if you're a Patreon subscriber. You can find our Patreon at worthitorworthless.com slash Patreon or or patreon.com slash worthitorworthless. Your base is covered. uh, Speaking of that, we have a poll ending tomorrow for April's theme, which looks like it's going to be hate pearl. 
hate pool. Where we're going to be playing some of the, the most hated slash notorious games of all time. So it's looking like the next episode is Superman 64. And I think we might just skip the second episode of April and just not do one. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be rough. So there you go. You have a lot, a lot of power as a Patreon subscriber. So if you're interested in that, there's a couple different tiers for you to check out. Check yeah. it out. That's our fun fact of the show. All right, let's move into what the game did well. Jordan, the first thing that I have on my list of what the game does well is nothing. Stop. <laughs> oh my goodness. You were such a negative Nancy about Super Mario Kart. And I was like, well, surely, surely we'll get this sorted out when we play Mario Kart 64. It's a beloved game that everybody enjoys. So surely Dan won't have a horrible time with it. No, no. All right. I, I do have some things. I do. That, that is on my list. <laughs> Nothing. That was the first thing I wrote. Yeah, down. he was. Dan was having a pretty bad time. Now it doesn't help that I have played a lot of this game. I do have three brothers, so the four of us played a lot of Mario Kart 64. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of know these levels uh, forward and backwards, literally, because I've played the mirror mode. Yeah, and uh, yeah. No, it's it was funny listening back to the Super Mario Kart episode. I was like just having a day that day. I, I said it in that episode, I got like three hours of sleep. I didn't have fun with the game. I was just like, so like unenthusiastic about it and didn't have fun. And then today has just been another one of those like days where everything is, it hasn't been a bad day. It's just not been like a day where I've been particularly feeling great. In the words um, of Ice Cube, today was a good day. I didn't even have to use my AK. Okay. Uh, all right. But so so it's it's timely that the day that I had today aligned with a Mario Kart episode because I'm feeling unenthusiastic. But realistically, Jordan, first first thing I'd like to talk about the game's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a good kart racing game. It's a significantly better game, I would say, than Super Mario Kart. I I definitely agree with you. That was the first thing on my point, and we kind of covered some of that in the intro. But it is a massive. It is hard to understate how massive of an improvement this is over the first game in the series. I mean, t tell me, unpack that a little bit. Yeah, okay, just the fact going up to four players, big improvement. Correct. It's twice as many players. Yeah. What, what's not to love about that? I also have four players is what the game does well. Um, There's not four of us, but I can imagine yes. four players. Is <laughs> it's, it's a good time. Uh, the fact that you can actually see where you're going. Like, yeah, the yeah. Super Mario Kart is hard on sort the of, eyes. Sort of. Okay, I mean, it's an N64 well, game. Well, we're not so, going to jump the gun too Yeah, much. graphical caveat supply, <laughs> but massive improvement. Uh, the tracks are so much longer. Instead of going around yeah. the whole track in about 15 seconds, a lot of these races take like yes. five to seven minutes on the longest track. I think it was like seven minutes yeah. for the whole race. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think in the in Super Mario Kart, the races are like five laps long, and the tracks are like one of the, I think the complaints I had was you just can't catch up. In Super Mario Kart, because the tracks are so short, the items are like a single use. Um, so like the the question mark blocks like don't come back in Super Mario Kart, yeah. I guess. And so this one feels a lot more like the stride that Mario Kart sort of uh, hit going forward where the, the question mark blocks come back. You know, there were times where we went from eighth to first, like if we were having a bad race and stuff yeah. like that. So um, it definitely feels like a significant improvement over Super Mario Kart. Um 
it's it's hard to it's what super mario kart this feels like super mario kart as in yes. like the way that they the super nintendo would call games super whatever it's like the better version right this feels like the better version of of the the original mario kart yeah so if it was if it came out today it would be mario kart deluxe deluxe <laughs> you yes new mario kart deluxe you yes a retro game remaster with knuckles <laughs> And Knuckles. Yeah, and Knuckles. See, I don't even know enough about video games to get the memes right. Uh, I just, it's a I, Sonic meme. You can be forgiven for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do. I like the long tracks. I think the fact that you can play all of World 1 of Mario Bros. 3 in the time that it would take you to complete uh, Rainbow Road, you know, there's something, to, <laughs> there's something to be said about that. Can't help yourself. Mario 3 is a great game. Yeah, um, if you like, I will not stand for this. It's great if you like 15 second long levels. It's, it's phenomenal. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I actually had a good time. I'm not going to go and change the narrative. You would call I, it solid? I would. It is a solid game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean that in a positive way. Because everybody besides uh, Dan uses that word <laughs> with positive, no! positive connotations. Solid means adequate. No, solid means like, man, this is a dependable, trustworthy, good time dependable and trustworthy like if i said man dan is one of my close friends he's such a solid friend like everybody in the world would mean that like oh my goodness he's a good friend no a solid friend is like somebody you can rely on yeah it doesn't necessarily mean a good friend what are you talking about like i don't know whatever yeah okay you just need to spend some time with the dictionary (laughs) am i the one yeah uh, solid is, is more like I think a reference to somebody's character than it is like oh, I don't know are you saying that solid snake is only adequate uh, I mean <laughs> exactly maybe maybe I mean he he's not the smartest guy he repeats everything he's told like wow. I don't know Wow. And people give me a hard <laughs> time. People give me a hard time about saying <clears throat> I don't like Dan games and Dan's over here trashing Metal Whatever, Gear man. Solid. All right, Jordan. This one, uh, lots of tracks. You got like 16 tracks, something on this one. 16 tracks. Yeah, it's a yeah. good number. And then you can unlock, I think, mirror mode. I don't remember how you do that. Is it something 150 cc's? Yeah, you got to get like all the gold cups or whatever. Something annoying. Yeah, it took a while. I remember it being a challenge. You've done it. Oh, yeah. When we were kids, we unlocked all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it must yeah. have been really good. No, I mean, you just spend a lot of time doing something. Yeah. So you've spent like 300 hours playing this game. I mean, uh, I, I would have considered myself an expert at this when I was a kid. Yeah. So according to Malcolm Gladwell, I think I probably spent 10,000 hours playing Mario Kart 64. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, how, how do you feel about the number of tracks? I mean, so let's, let's, let's take it from today's standards as, as, oh. as we do, you know, versus Mario Kart 8. Well, Mario Kart with the expansion. Yeah, pass. I was gonna say Mario Kart. <laughs> How many? 8, they have what? Just seventy-seven added, tracks on Mario Kart Eight now. They just added a <laughs> ton of games. They add, so they announced what? What was it? Is it so? Is it the mobile app? Mario that, Kart Tour. Is is that the one that they're adding? Because what is the the not the toys to life, but like the live, not even oh, live action Mario What's, Kart Tour. I don't know which or one live? is the one where you drive around your house as Mario Kart, and then there's like the mobile app. And I know with the Switch Online Expansion Pass, they were like, you get like a bunch of extra Mario tracks. Forty-eight new tracks is Why? what they added. Why? Why not? That's awesome. Why? It's like fifty cents a track too, <sighs> or f- free with the free quote 
quote unquote included in your subscription. With the oh yeah, I pass. forgot if you get yeah. the expansion pass because Nintendo's like, let's roll out an overpriced expansion pass. We have a bunch of plans. We're not going to tell you. Honestly, so though, everybody's going to get mad. But we this actually, is the thing. I feel like twenty four bucks for forty eight tracks is a good deal already. Yeah, and then the fact that they threw it in for free to a thing that people will feel like is overpriced. I'm I'm glad they did that. I feel like forty eight Mario Kart tracks and like. That's so many tracks. Well, it's like, what if there was 200 characters in Smash Bros? Like, at what point do you go, I don't know about this anymore. Like, for, they added 48 tracks. Well, they're all old tracks. On so. top of... What was already there, yeah. How many? I don't know, man. Yeah, come on. Come on, pull out your Mario Kart app. My you Mario been, Kart You been playing app? Mario Kart Live Tour? Uh, there was 32 already. There was 32 already. So now you're up to 80. 80. 80, tra- 80 tracks. There's almost as many tracks in Mario Kart 8 as there are Smash Bros. characters in Ultimate. I'm good with that. I well, honestly uh, truly hope that the next iteration of Mario Kart is similar to Smash Bros. Where we get, it's Nintendo Kart and you have uh, everybody. Yeah. And that each character has some different items or attacks or whatever. Like where you get a little bit more individuality. Here's the thing I think that is like tripping me out about like all those tracks is like, okay, so do, do people play this game online a lot? Is that like a yeah. thing that a lot of people like to do? Yeah. Cause I feel like if you're playing Mario Kart online with 80 tracks, like are you ever going to see the same ones? Is it frustrating that you can't ever like get to play your favorite tracks because there's so many or are you just like good with whatever? Cause the game is fun. Like, how do you feel about if if somebody, you know, rolls a dice and you get to play one of 80 tracks, you're like fine with that? I, I think that there, I can't remember. There is and some you sort have of to get coins. Oh my gosh. All right. This isn't an episode on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Anyway, Mario Kart 64, <laughs> a huge improvement over the Super Nintendo game. <laughs> okay. Whatever. What else you got? All right. Another thing that you mentioned briefly, but the fact that this game uh, has elevation, I think they make great use of elevation in this game in Super Nintendo, Super Mario Kart. All of the levels are completely flat. And this one, you get levels like Yoshi's Valley, for example, where you have all these different winding tracks and you can choose which way to go. You have uh, levels where tracks like shoot over and uh, like Wario Stadium or... Uh, the Donkey Kong one where like there's like the elevation allows the tracks to loop loop back over itself and it's really cool the way that they use the elevation um, I think that it was a huge improvement over the it's both a huge improvement over the Super Mario Kart but it's also I kind of enjoy it like you have this uh, Double Dash and Mario Kart Wii where yeah. they like have the elevation and it's a good amount of it. And then you hit Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and some of those levels with like the zero G and like upside down stuff, yeah. it's a little too much for me. Yeah. It's a little too much. So I think that like adding elevation was a huge thing, but like you can go too far with it. So this is like where they started doing mm. that and I appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat> you just triggered like Mario Kart 7 in my brain on 3DS. I don't like with the mall, the mall, like that's like, a I great like example. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I feel about like the hang glider stuff. And I don't know. Oh. I don't know, man. Mario Kart. Wii just really hit, hits a sweet spot for me. But you have hang gliders in Mario Kart. Wii, right? No, no, that's no. just an eight. Yeah. Oh, seven, seven is where it started. Oh, seven. What is seven on? Oh, 3DS. 3DS. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I was like, about yeah, that. well, I didn't play it. I don't know. We won't talk about more Mario Kart games other than this one but we'll get to them eventually yeah, no no <laughs> if we <laughs> don't think so bro wow you're not expecting this podcast to go for another 30 years i don't expect the 3ds to ever be a retro console oh unless look at that. nintendo closes the eShop and you can't get those games anymore and you have to collect them 
That's what they're doing. They're literally doing that. <laughs> what? Cue up the uh, the uh, from Metal Gear Solid, the red exclamation point alert. Oh, Metal Gear Average? <laughs> adequate. It's not average, it's adequate. Gets the job done. <laughs> I don't even want to ask you if adequate is better or below average. Adequate just means like... I don't know. It's like a five or a six out of 10 is adequate. It's like, like if you came to your parents with a report card and you got a 50 to 60%, they're going to say that was adequate. Well, no, that's a failing grade. Yeah. That's, that's failure. Yeah. According to, to the system, but adequate is like, all right, well, I can't have Chipotle, so I guess I'll go to Kido. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> moving on. And this I won't just, get this, queso be, at this podcast is turning into a hate <laughs> crime. Who, somebody call the FBI. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, I got battle mode on another. Yes, uh, the game does well. Another huge improvement: the addition of battle mode, and it's 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 fun with two players. Yeah, but when you get three or four players, it's even better because once somebody gets eliminated in battle mode, they get to drive around as a little bomb, and you can yeah. crash into people and kill mm-hmm. them. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Make them faint. Make them faint. Make sure. Them faint. No, you actually <laughs> turn into a ghost, and then your your body possesses a little go-kart bomb you gotta go to the mario kart center i love that that you have that in (laughs) gosh no (laughs) this game and also bomberman 64 has a similar mechanic where when you're eliminated like your ghost can just terrorize the people who are left yeah and it is so good when you're a little brother and you keep getting beat by your big brothers and all of a sudden you can become a bomb on wheels and ruin their day there's something so satisfying about that I'll take your word for it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We uh we played a little bit of Mario Kart. I didn't so I, I guess I should say, like, I didn't play this game almost at all. I've said this in the history of the podcast. I like had a friend with this game and we played it like a, a time or two as a kid. And then like I think it was like your birthday in like twenty nineteen that we we played some Mario Kart um before I'm pretty it had to have been before COVID. Um and so like that was a little bit of like four player Mario Kart, but I, I've probably put, I don't know, less than, f- I probably have like four to six hours of Mario Kart 64. Well, we just experience. played like three hours today. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, eh, right. you got plenty of Mario Kart experience, man. Mario Kart 64. Yeah. You got plenty of Mario Kart 64 Whatever. experience. So, um, I don't have a ton of experience with battle mode, so I can't speak to like, Oh, yeah, this, you is, were, a, this you, is a hoot. I think that was your favorite part of the game, though. It ended up being my favorite part, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This has just been something about my day. I've just been off. So I don't know if I would have had a better or different time. Because at first, I was getting frustrated when we were racing. Yeah. Because there was just certain things that were, were frustrating me. We'll get into some of it. I kept winning. Um, and then at some point, I just became indifferent about the races. <laughs> like I just I stopped caring. You know, um, a game that makes you rage is bad, but at least it makes you feel something. A game that makes you feel apathetic, that's scary. Well, that's scary. There you go. Uh-oh. This is a spooky game. Oh, no. Bowser, Bowser's Castle makes you apathetic. There's an item that's a ghost and you can steal from your friends. Oh, my goodness. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm all. I'm that's all it? Battle that's mode's it. fun. We had a, I had more fun with battle mode with you than I'd had racing against the computer. Okay. Uh, I got one more, Dan. All I got right. one more thing. Hit me, hit me and up. that is the uh, the little secret the little secret shortcuts in this game that are just very fun. Very fun. I found exactly one shortcut in this game. 
Yeah, so you've got obviously the one on the beach where you can use a mushroom and shoot through the little tunnel. And That's it's the one I found. Kind of difficult to pull off. It's obvious that what you're supposed to do, but it's hard to do it. Uh, that's that one is like everybody kind of sees it. Yeah. Then you have um, in Rainbow Road the notorious where you can like launch yourself off the map and drop all the way down onto a lower part of Rainbow Road, and it's hard to do. But if you can do it, wow, you are a legend, an absolute mm. legend. So is that it a one. glitch or is it like an actual no, shortcut? It's an actual shortcut. It's oh. just you got to know exactly where to go. The third one is my favorite thing about this game, I think, and something that I would often spend a lot of time trying to do as a kid, and that is right off the bat in Wario Stadium, there's a little hump. If you throw yourself off that hump, hit the jump button, bounce into the wall, sometimes you can bounce over the wall and cut off like a good 60% of the track. Cut off patoof? Yeah, patoom when you land, patoom. and you do a little jump and land like it's it spits out a cloud that says like patoom. And you're like, All right, that's a onomatopoeia if I ever saw one. And it's it's. I was telling Dan, I was like, it's really hard to do. Like it never happens. And I did it on my first try. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to get on the second lap. And I was like, I've never done it twice in a row, never. And I got it on the second lap. And I was like, okay, literally in the history of this game, it's never been done three times in a row on the first try. And I hit it on my third lap. I ended up finishing that race like more than twice the speed of the second yeah. place guy. It was super awesome. It was awesome. I loved it so much. <laughs> and it completely broke the rubber banding because then all of the computer guys like accelerated like crazy to try to catch me. And Dan just got left in the dust. I don't know. Because I, as I was looking at the time, because it was like I couldn't catch up to Donkey Kong. No. Or whatever. And he was like in second place. I was in third. And then when I looked at the times, so he only beat me. Well only by 13 seconds that's a that's a and you you that's won a long time in a race that is a long time in a racing game but you beat us like two and a half two minutes. and a half minutes yeah yeah so it was like i don't know if there was something weird with uh, so with that whole thing just like there's always these little urban legends about video games and yeah. a lot of times they ended up to be fake a lot of times they ended up to be like these little like uh you know speed running hacks that a normal person couldn't actually pull off but the yeah. fact that there are some shortcuts in this game that you can actually pull off and when you do it feels so satisfying i just love that yep 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 uh do you have anything else that's it i mean just want to reiterate that the game is a ton of fun i think it's a massive improvement and i truly do think that this redefined fun racing games obviously it's not a simulator <laughs> but like there are so many games that try to be mario kart 64 Still today, yeah. Like there's all these random like uh, that Nickelodeon cart Pixar or, or that DreamWorks movie about a, a a Turbo the snail. Like that has a racing game and it's just trying to cop exactly do what Mario Kart 64 did. Like there's all Sonic Cart, yeah, Sonic Cart, uh, the Crash Team Racing, Diddy Kong Racing. Like all yeah, these people like Crash Team Racing. I know. I'm not saying that these games are bad, but like Mario Kart proved that there was a, a huge market for yeah. fun goofy racing games and i think that this one is the one that really took it from a proof of concept and said like this is what it is yeah it definitely took what i don't want to call super mario kart a prototype but it, it's like it took that rough draft and uh and put some some finishing touches on it yes sure. all right let's move on to what the game doesn't do so well One of the first things that I like to talk about that the game didn't do so well was uh, your cheating. 
oh my on God. maps. You know, it's, it was, it was a really <laughs> the, nice the shortcuts way that I was just <laughs> gushing about. How, uh, yeah, it's like, it's just, oh, I finished the race 17 minutes before everybody else. And then I was like, finally, I was like, oh, this race is about to end. Oh, it's lap three now. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, uh, I finished like as you guys were starting <laughs> lap two. Yeah. Jokes aside though. Um, the pathfinding on items is weird in this game. Legitimately, like the red shells, it's like sometimes don't do what they're supposed to do. Like, you know, I, I like Mario Kart Wii, and so the items pretty much always connect properly in Mario Kart Wii yeah. or whatever. And I assume probably double dash, but I don't know for sure. But like, first time I got a blue shell, I threw it and it was like, there it goes. There it goes. Never. I, actually, I think I threw it right before you crossed the finish line. And then the second time I got a blue shell, it never hit you. No. It just disappeared into the ether. Yeah. And then the third time I hit a blue shell, I'm like, this is taking an awfully long time to do anything. It did. It was like what half is a lap on? before it found me. And then like with the red shells, like I was trying to figure out if you could throw items backwards in this game. You're like, yeah, you can. And I'm like, I don't know. And then it was like, can you do it with the triple green shells or the triple red shells? It's like, no, they're not going backwards. I'm literally just holding down and they're not going backwards. Yeah. And I think the only item you can properly throw backwards is the green shells. Green shells, bananas, and fake item blocks can all go backwards. And so I was like, single red shell, let me throw this backwards, especially in like battle mode. And it's like, nope, it goes forward and then backwards. Or like yeah. in battle mode, there was a time where you were right in front of me and my red shell just like was like, I'm going to go off of the building the instead wall. of like hit you. So like sometimes the items just like seem to not really do what they should do or like it depends on how far behind you are if they like are hitting things i think sometimes maybe the maps interfere with the, yeah. the pathfinding and the items or like i don't know they just felt a little bit like they weren't behaving like i would I yeah. was expecting them to they have definitely improved this in future iterations of these games it's funny it's like equally amusing and infuriating <laughs> when you launch a red shell forward and then it instantly comes oh, yeah. backwards yeah. and kills you as yeah. it's trying to hit somebody behind you or you shoot it like right before you get a little speed boost and then you're up alongside your red shell and it decides like, oh, here's a target and it hits yeah. you. And you're like, I don't what? think yes. the game is supposed yeah. to work that way. Yep. It is very funny, but also infuriating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you have? Um, my biggest gripe with this game is that the controls often aren't tight enough to avoid obstacles and traps. So like I will see something coming. Not a mile away because it's the N64 yeah. and your draw distance is not that far. But you see something coming and like you are trying your best to just move your <laughs> move yourself out of the way and you cannot and you run into something that you like, you know, it was there. You tried to avoid it and you could not. Yeah. And it just like it doesn't handle quite as snappy as modern games do which it's not a modern game yeah but we have to we have to talk about that because it's 2022 and we got other options is this the one that you want to play i here's the thing i think some of it and that plays into another one of my points is uh the n64 graphics look like vomit um They're specifically when you're trying to like look out ahead you're like that 
like I can't see. So like I just I agree. <laughs> they're bad, but these have been some of the least bad N64 graphics that we've experienced. What a glowing and <laughs> glowing compliment. Still, it's a massive improvement over the Mode 7 headache of yeah. Super Mario Kart. Like I like Super Mario Kart. It's a fun yeah. time. You can't play it for more than like 10 minutes without like starting to feel woozy, especially on a big screen. And so this is a huge improvement over Mario, Super Mario Kart. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely not up to modern standards, but it it's a big improvement. I think what I'm trying to say is the lack of control that you're talking about might have yeah. more to do with the fact that you can't see that well because of the graphics. Partially, but also just like one of the things that's nice about starting with the Wii and then the, the Wii U and Switch, you had the options to to customize your cart. And this is something yeah. that I have written down. You don't have those, those unlocks and customization options that give you control. Like, do you want to prioritize handling or do you want to prioritize yeah. speed? And it allows you to lock in for your game type. And so I often yeah. will use the really small wheels, the ones that prioritize handling. And so maybe that's why I feel like I don't have that in this game. The wheel, the the peripheral where you put the Wiimote in and you... No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm, I'm not an anti-motion controls guy, but I am but when it comes to racing games. Because when I was a yeah. kid, I remember my mom taught piano lessons. And so it was always like, you know, me and my three brothers playing. But also there's always these other kids coming over for their piano lessons. And so yeah. like if they were siblings... They would just, you know, their sibling, one sibling's doing their piano lessons, the other one's come down to the basement. And so it wasn't just my brothers that I'm playing against in these games. It's also all these random kids that my mom yeah. teaches piano to. And I remember um, people who didn't have like an N64 or like play racing games often, if you watch them play a racing game, they'll like turn their yeah. whole body and like yeah. lean into it. And so when I see somebody doing that on a racing game, <laughs> yeah. I just think back to like those kids. I'm like, oh, that poor kid has never played a video game before. <laughs> And so, like, I don't have anything that's motion controlled. I love some me some Wii Sports, but the whole like turning motion controlled uh, thing for racing games just like yeah. it triggers something in my brain. There's something about man. I've been playing more Wii lately. I played Super uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii recently, and then I was playing uh, Strikers Charge recently, and I'm just like these motion controls just don't feel like they're making my game more fun. They just yeah. feel like. Uh, something I have to deal with because Nintendo didn't give me a choice. You can do them really well, and you can put them into places they should never be. Yeah, it's, it's the Wii. It's like I don't know. The Wii's got. What a, I mean, what a what a potential. Yeah. Uh, wasted console. Oh no! What are you talking about? <laughs> I could. Okay, so I like light gun shooters on the Wii. Yeah. Wii Sports, fine. You yeah. Know, great. But like that's where you Mario use it. Kart, like no, 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 no. no. But like, you don't have to. No, you don't have to. But a lot of people, I think, use that yes. steering wheel peripheral. You're right. For whatever reason. Um, hey, that's man, cool. whatever. Cool. Teach their own. Uh, Jordan, it doesn't feel like there's a ton here again. I feel you were like. You just saying about the 16 tracks and how that was. So no, cool. but but more, more so, like, there's a few cups, there's battle mode. And I think there's time trials or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it just doesn't feel like, oh, you're going to play this game on the hardest difficulty to unlock mirror mode. It's like, it just, this again feels like a shallow party game, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But it just doesn't feel like there's a lot here beyond like a fun party game to play with your friends. I, I, I mean, I hard disagree. Wow. I mean, we spent so much time playing this game and we talked about this in the, the Cruise in USA episode. Like, 
this game, we, we'd always go to this over Cruising USA or Wave Race because it felt like Mario Kart, there's so much more to do. You compare it to Cruising USA or Wave Race, and it's like, those are bare bones experiences compared yeah. to Mario Kart 64. I mean, okay, so maybe that maybe I can convince you with my other point. Sure, yeah, no. The I'm, game doesn't do so well in Jordan. That's the story. The story? Oh, <laughs> do tell. Well, you tell me. There isn't a story. Well, there you go. It's a sports What's game. game do- <laughs> what do you want a story in a sports game? <laughs> Coming from the guy who would always talk about the cutscenes and stories in video games. Okay, if you've there's really a, been laying off that lately. If there by the is way. a game about an alien invasion, I want to know about the aliens. <laughs> if I'm Mario and friends driving carts, you can't give me too much story because you're just gonna break the continuity that exists in the other Mario games. It's like Whatever, why man. all of a sudden is Mario like unless it's like you're in a death match, like you you're racing for you know like the soul of the mushroom kingdom or something sure yeah give me that <laughs> but like i don't i mean it's a, if in a sports game i don't need a story there just weren't enough cutscenes. i just didn't know why i was i felt like the one cutscene that you get like when you win it is so janky like the movements <laughs> yeah. the movements look like yeah. bad uh like mid 1900s animatronics like you go and watch like some old like 60s and 70s like Chuck E. Cheese kind of animatronics. You know what it was too is like it felt like that final cutscene they originally had like 2D sprites rendered with like from eight different angles. Yes. And so the carts kind of jerked Jerk. to different angles. And I, I think one of the things I read about the development on the Wikipedia was they they lost like a, a, a significant amount of data on a hard drive or something. Oh. And so originally the character select screen was just going to be 2d like images and then they changed it to 3d models because they had to like redo it um and so that I was wanted... one of your favorite parts of the game was the character select screen because with the, <laughs> the random number generation for the yeah. blinking yeah. all the characters blink and it yeah. seems <laughs> random like a random uh amount of time between each blink so sometimes you get the... really fast blinks and sometimes you get long long stares where you're like is that character dead so like after the exhaustion of playing cups and failing and just getting to a point of apathy for me, the noticing that the character select screen while you were like writing down notes, we were about to go into battle mode, I think or something. Yep. So I was like staring at the character select screen and I was a little exhausted and it just like, (laughs) I found it just funny and at the perfect moment of like, these characters are all blinking completely randomly. And that's like yeah. all they're doing is just blinking on the character select screen. It's like, look at the depth of programming. Like in this what? Game. They're just, they're just randomly. Blinking. It's just, it's funny if you just look at it for a while. It's not that funny, but it can be funny if you're, if you like feel completely <laughs> dead inside, anything can be funny at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Jordan, I don't know about the story in this one. I don't think, uh, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm I just, I'd need to know my character's motivations. All right. I feel like you're trolling me a little bit. I just, I don't know. I don't know what the meaning of Mario Kart life is. I would love it. I would love them to explain what is up with these sports games and why is everyone's attitude to each other so yeah. diametrically opposed to what we get in the mainline games. Yeah, so in Mario mainline, you're like, oh, Bowser's trying to marry Peach again. Gotta go save her. Yeah, and then which is like, a horrifying proposition if you think about it. <laughs> then you're like, all right, Peach, time to play soccer. Enjoy this electric fence. And she's like, yeah! Yeah, like, that, okay, that one, okay. Right. <laughs> They're obviously being forced into some sort of torture by Bowser. Uh, like, he, he'll appear and like, like right? That one kind of makes sense. They're in a cage match and they're like... 
kind of there's like high stakes and then it's post-apocalyptic and then yeah <laughs> like so i kind of get that but like the whole like mario kart oh, or like man. golfing together really i need to see a timeline like a proper continuity i would love it if somebody put out like a like a two hour long youtube video kind of yeah, like how you have all really these like exploring super deep dives into the zelda lore like what <laughs> what's the what's the timeline of the mario sports spinoffs <laughs> You got anything else, Dan? Uh, no, not really. Just that you can't specifically that you can't shoot the triple shells backwards, like based on you know, like I don't know. I want to be able to. I guess it's like future Mario Karts give you more control over yeah. stuff, and they just play a little better. Which, yep, of course. Um, but I feel I felt like there were times in this game where I just was failing because I was expecting it to be different. Yep. Um, and so I found that a little frustrating, but we already touched on that. So don't have to unpack that anymore. Yes. That's all I got. I got a couple small things. We don't have to go into a super deep detail on this. We've talked about it before on the podcast. I do miss the coins in this uh, from Super Mario Kart. No. They were re-added back into uh, future games. The coins add an extra level of uh, skill to the game because you have to collect them. As you collect more coins, you up your max top speed. And I like that extra little bit of... I don't know. It's just an extra little bit of something, something. Here's my beef with the coins. Yeah. Like, it would be one thing if you were just collecting coins and they were improving your top speed. Yeah. But the fact that, like, when you get hit by stuff or fall off a track, you lose coins. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing about it. It's like a double penalty. me is like, okay, well, now I'm lost top speed and people are collecting all these coins and I can't get more coins or like oh good i got a an item and oh great you gave me some coins how satisfying like see it, here we go this is another reason why we need a super smash bros style mario kart game because then you could have the the customization options to say like i'm going to turn off coins or on coins or on certain items or off certain items or whatever like give us that level of customization that you get in super smash bros and i think everybody could get what they want out of this yeah i don't know i just i feel like the coins they're, they they push the game over the edge with sort of the way that it's designed to to um, the rubber banding. Like, oh, if you're in last place, you're going to get a really good item. Oh, by the way, we're going to extra punish you. Kind of like you're saying, double punish you. And it's just like, that doesn't feel great to me. Like, I just, I wish maybe the items were like permanent or, or just not there at all, which would make them permanent. It's the same thing. Not neutral. No coins. Better Mario mm. Kart experience. That's what I think. Mm. That's what I think, Jordan. Okay. Uh, last thing, last thing. There are some very frustrating levels in this game. Uh, yeah. Specifically, the turnpike level where you're on the highway. Oh. You often just get stuck. It's just like real life, and I don't want my video games to be like real life, where you get stuck behind two <sighs> semi trucks blocking both lanes, and all you can do is run into them and watch a five second cutscene while you shoot up into the air yes. and fall on the ground. What a terrible! I think they put a good version of that level together yeah. in a future Mario Kart. They did like that one. That level is atrocious. Same with uh, Sherbert Land. I've hated that level since I was a kid. It's the one with the ice and the penguins and these big cracks in the ice that you can fall into. I feel like it, I like that one in the ugh. in the future Mario Karts though. I don't know. And you can actually see what's going on. There are some things that are frustrating, like the the penguins. You're just like. I hate it. Anyway, yeah. so there's a, there's some frustrating levels. There's always going to be that though in in racing games, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's 16 tracks, you know. Like yeah, I'd say they can't all be bangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the highway level is really bad. There's just I don't know. Some of the levels just feel like Rainbow Road. Um, how Rainbow Road is a, a bit notorious in in certain Mario Karts. And you're just like yeah. 
I like Rainbow Road because everybody hates it. <laughs> this one is like by far the easiest. You can't really yeah. fall off of it yeah. unless you're trying to. But you get the, 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 the chomps. Chain, yeah. Chain chomps that are like. Yeah. Those are hard to avoid. Eating the entire map. Like what is. No. Like stop. Just stop. That's That comes to back to the controls that you're talking about being yep. a little bit frustrating. Is like it's hard to avoid those chain chomps because they're half this track wide. Um, and they're like, I don't know if they're, are they going at an angle? Like they're they like kinda, bouncing yeah. off the walls. They kind of like pinball. Like, uh, yeah. But yeah, there's some, some stinkers in this, this one. Some stinkers. Some, you heard it here yeah. first, folks. Yep. Sorry, Nintendo. Do better next time you release wow, dude, the sequel to Mario Kart 64. All right. I think that's it. All right. You ready to move on to the rest of our show? Oh yeah. All right. Let's do it. the experience you just had with Mario Kart 64. I'm going to go with my gut. I, I yeah, I mean isn't that the whole point of this? There's two numbers that are sitting with me. Oh, two numbers. There's two numbers. They're not the same number. They're two numbers. Yeah, well that technically it's three numbers, but it's two oh. numbers. $7 and $12 are two numbers that I'm sitting I thought you were about to say $7.12. <laughs> that we should bring change into this. Yeah. Um yeah, let me let me uh, probably yeah probably somewhere between seven and twelve. I feel well, like okay. Well, how do you come up with those bookends? How do I come up with those bookends? Because two numbers occurred to me. The All first right. one was twelve, and then I was like, "Is that accurate? Or did I have less fun than that?" Yeah. Um, I think I said six dollars for Super Mario Kart, and you said twelve for Super Mario Kart. So yeah, I think I, I don't don't ever listen to me because I'm right. always like I try not to. Yeah. That's why, that's why we flipped this because yeah. it was it was just an exercise in futility to ask me yeah. what I would pay for these games. So I think today's experience, I would be like, yes, $10. But I think if I had like a long tail where I got into this with like my son and my wife or like yeah. it became more of a staple, um, I might go higher because you've got so much experience. So you're like going through the track super fast and drifting and there's like a lot here where – I think in some of the games that we play, I've played them so much that I yeah. kind of go into them like that, kind of knowing what they are. Um, so if I would have played more Mario Kart 64, like maybe before we got together, I could have had a, a better time just because it would I wouldn't have had to like go through that learning curve. Because you would have had nostalgia tinted glasses? No, because I would have had enough experience to know what to expect from the track and sort of play them more effectively instead of getting run over by 28 semi-trucks. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I guess $10 is where I'll settle on today's experience. All right, all right. That's pretty good. Dan, I think that you, so this is new to us, this whole flipping this part yes. of the episode. So I think that you might have accidentally found out what this game is going for. I did. I did. So I was doing some like collection stuff on price charting. Okay. And uh, I ended up on Mario Kart 64 page and I was like, don't look, you looked. Uh, um, it was It was like a. It's all right. I, I got, a, I got yes. a few different flavors of this, of this here but, for us to check into. But what do but, you, what do you think? Let's what do, see. I, do, what do I think of what it's going for? Yeah. It was going for 42 the other day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but I, so I think here's, here's where the segment goes now, Jordan. Yeah. If this was, uh, on, on, if this was not on the online expansion pass for the, yeah. the Nintendo switch, if this was like a, uh, on a virtual console on your wish list, how much are you picking up Mario Kart 64 for? 
No. Because see, that's that's Wait, where no. I think the great version this of the segment the goes. It's like, if this is a wishlist game for you, what are you paying? If this is a cartridge for Dan, what is Dan paying? So this is how I'm going to choose to experience this game in, okay. a, in the way that it actually exists. Not a hypothetical. Okay. I personally am not paying for the expansion pack because I don't think that the price currently justifies yeah. what you get. You will, though, but probably at some point. maybe at some point as they keep adding DLC and stuff. But the fact that you can get expansion pass for $4 a month. Yeah. Like, I could see myself maybe like two or three times over the rest of my life wanting to play Mario Kart 64. And knowing that I can do that for <laughs> 4 okay. 8 or $12, I'm like, okay, I have access to this game if I want it for a limited period of time. But it's not $4 a month because yeah. you have to pay for it outright. You can't do it monthly. Can yeah, you? you can. You can do it monthly. Really? I think I so. Thought you, I think, no, I don't think you can do that one monthly. I think you have to pay for the full thing. Because um, I think I looked into it, whether you could like do a, 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 when they announced it, I think I was looking into it, but. So. Oh, they, they are yeah. so tricky in the yeah. way they advertise this. Yeah. Listen to this. Listen to how it's, they. It's how everybody does it. Oh no. my gosh. That is, that so, is Yeah, you're paying deceptive. $50 for the whole thing. Listen to this. They say. Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack 12-month membership start at $49.99 US, which is just over $4 per month. Yes. So when you Google how much does Switch expansion pass cost, the thing that pops up is 12-month membership, $4.99 US, which is just over $4 per month. And I'm thinking, oh, surely there's a monthly option then if they're advertising just over $4 yes. a month. That's a typical oh, marketing tactic. Oh, that is frustrating. Yeah. I would, because I'm like the kind of person who'd be like, okay, maybe I'll get this for a month. Yeah, so it's thirty five dollars above your regular Switch Online subscription, Ugh. which, you know, so are you paying thirty five dollars a year for access to this and a bunch of other a bunch like, of other stuff that I N sixty four games? Yeah, I guess, but like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I guess like my like the place that I would want to buy this would be under under ten dollars. Like I just yeah. like I, I why. Why would I'm you the kind of Mario person who says like I would rather spend the twenty four dollars to get the uh, forty eight extra tracks that has it's gonna have most of the N sixty four tracks and just <laughs> yeah. play in HD Mario Kart eight yeah. deluxe or hope and pray play. that uh, the next Mario Kart is Mario Kart Ultimate or whatever and we just get no man people have been talking about it too much so they're not gonna do it they're gonna do it because the, literally Mario Kart prints money it's been out for what are we at six years now mario kart 8 the switch version has been out for six years and it's still consistently the top selling switch game yeah which is why they aren't making a new one they're gonna wait until they launch a new console and then they'll put out mario kart well 9. they only do one a generation yeah but the switch didn't really get its own it's a port of yeah the but the wii, wii u doesn't it's not even a thing yeah but it was a generation there's no, lots of things not that a weren't thing a, man like by that logic they like, just shoveled the Wii U into the Switch, which this is why the Switch was a success. It's because Nintendo had all these fantastic games that they had already made for the Wii U. Yeah. So the Wii U or the Switch didn't need like a ton of games because Nintendo to gain third party support, a console needs to be successful, right? And the Wii U didn't have that. So Nintendo had already developed all these like legitimately great games. So to keep the Switch afloat, they had all these great games to to just put right on it. Yeah, it's hard to so, it's hard to criticize Nintendo for what they did with the Switch and with the ports and everything. Yeah, I mean, no. the fact that they've sold 7.5 mm -hmm. billion copies 
is just truly mind blowing. Yeah, well, I mean, the Wii U is just like it's it's. I love poor that you don't even blink when I say it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Wii U is just like poor marketing, and it's a whole thing as colossal failure. But they yeah. took what they actually did right with it and brought it into the Switch. And yes, so I'm I'm good happy for them. I'm happy for the Switch. It's my favorite console of all time. At least somebody is Dan. <laughs> Dan was such a Switch hater when I, it first came out. We had oh yeah, we had yeah. the longest and biggest arguments about the Switch, and I I was its biggest supporter, and he took a long time to come around it's, on the Switch. I still I don't know. It's it's neutral in my book, but I just remember like. You you being excited about your Switch pre-order and like pre-ordering Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, oh, you're a Zelda fan now, like, because oh, it was yeah. like one of the only games that you <laughs> that Which, was coming out for Switch. To and be then fair, it ends up being your favorite game of all time. Exactly, <laughs> it ended up being one of my favorite games that's, of all time. So. That's hilarious. Yeah, there you go. Yep, yep. All yep. right, Dan. So you you knew you knew what I it knew. was going for around forty two dollars. Oh, yeah. uh, do you have any idea any idea what it's going for a complete copy? Uh no, let me try to logic this out. Okay, yeah. So if a cartridge, if a loose cartridge is forty two, um, this is one of those games, like yeah. one of those, uh, where everybody who had it loves it pretty much. Yeah. Um, at least that's how I feel. Like my brother in law and sisters, like my brother in law had this growing up, and he plays it with my nephews and stuff, and like it's just it's a staple. Yes. Game. Um, Lots of people our age still have this game and still yeah, pull it out. Still pull it out. So f- complete copy. I mean, I don't know how many copies this game sold, but f- for whatever reason, one hundred and thirty-two dollars is what is jumping out in my gut. One hundred two. So one hundred two is a complete copy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then there's also a player's choice version of this game. Any idea what that's going for? Loose or complete? Loose. Loose. Player's choice. Loose. Um, I don't think the player's choice makes much of a difference. Um, generally speaking, this came out early in the console life cycle, so I feel like a player's choice version. Because sometimes like that stuff, maybe it comes out like super late in life cycle yeah. and becomes yeah, yeah. like the rare version, but I don't think that's the case here. So I would probably guess 35. 39. 39. It's almost yeah, the exact same. The same, yeah. Now there's also a not for resale version of this game. Oh, which, those these are yeah. silly. Yeah, um, any and, idea? And some of those are like stupid expensive. Um, I would guess that that one's probably like in the seventy to eighty dollar range. Try three hundred and seven. Three hundred and seven dollars. That's purely for collectors only, though. Right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, who yeah, cares? yeah. Who cares at that point? Well, some of the not for resales, I think, were like demo cartridges. Um, some of them, I think, were the full games because I've I've looked at this in the past. Yeah. So I think some of them were actually unique experiences oh, yeah. to those cartridges, and some of them just weren't. They just have like a little difference. It could have been one for like a hospital unit or something like that, or they had yeah. or like the Toys R Us kiosk kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, three hundred seven bucks. All right, last one, Dan. Any idea what it went for in Japan? The Japanese version. Mario Smash Kart sixty four Bun Bun. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, so I think N sixty four games are dirt cheap in Japan. So I'm gonna guess like seven dollars. Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. The other half of your bookend. Twelve bucks. Yes. <laughs> Twelve bucks. There you go. Or as we said, Switch Online expansion pass, 50 bucks per year. Yep. You get this and a whole bunch of other stuff. So you got a bunch of options. Some Sega Genesis games that you can get for way less than 50 bucks a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Genesis collection. Which, which they should probably mm, stop selling, but they probably won't. It's which, not all the same games. Though. You get 50 games in that Sega Genesis collection. Yeah. 
I'm, are there's you like te- 12 in the Sega Genesis yeah. expansion pack. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. $42 worth it or worthless. <laughs> I got to call it worthless. On yeah. Pr- on principle. I, the fact that you could go and buy a used copy, or actually, you can get a brand new copy because this is one of the few titles that Nintendo has, Nintendo has actually discounted. You could get Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the same price. I pay over thirty dollars for Mario Kart Wii. I'm pretty sure I saw ads thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So, um, I would say it's got to be worthless unless yeah. you are just. Uh, this was a huge part of your childhood or something. If that's the case, you should buy yeah, it now I'm, because it's only going to go up. Probably. Well, who knows? Who knows who is knows? right, but like just the way things have been going, it's yeah. just gotten stupid. So it's, it feels to me like, um. Well, I don't know. It feels to me like the market is starting to like, there's certain things in the market that are still like obnoxiously expensive, but the stuff that's not as hard to find, I feel like isn't going as insane. Plateauing a little bit. Um, that being said, I did pick up this game for like 31, $31.80 last summer um, when we did the uh, the the community retro game. Oh, that's a 25% increase. So... I'm terrible at math, so nobody double check the math. <laughs> so it went up about ten bucks, but uh, I feel like less insane. But I could be just speculating wrong. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, Jordan, do we have trivia? Today? We do. We have some trivia. This one yeah. was oh, we got two actually sent in by our friend Jude, who has sent us a lot of trivia. So yeah. thanks, Jude. Thank you, Jude. All right, Dan. Which item was added to the game to help make up for the N64's limited processing power? Okay. This is an item that was added to the game to make up for the game the N64's limited processing power. Was it the blue shell, the fake item block, or the golden mushroom? To make up for limited processing power? Yeah, and I and I have like I was I was a little bit skeptical of this, so I did look it up and I have a quote from the director of the game himself. Yeah. To verify this claim. Okay. Let me think about this. So the blue shell had to do with like balancing the game. So it's it's that I don't think so because it was like an intentional choice of rubber banding and blue shell to make the, the game more competitive. The the mystery block is an interesting one. The golden mushroom, I don't know how that would deal with like a limitation unless they were trying to, to do like a bullet bill style um, item and they had to sort of not do that. So the question mark block doesn't make sense to me because it just feels like... Um, what would that have to do with limitation? Yeah. What would any of these have to do? Because the bananas stay on the track. The shells pretty much stay when you yeah. throw them for a while. So I feel like there there wouldn't be a limitation component to that. So I was, I'll say with the golden mushrooms. Okay. The answer was the blue shell. Really? In a 2011 interview with Kotaku, Hideki Kano, who directed Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart 64, was asked about the Blue Shell's inclusion in the series. He stated that it was introduced in Mario Kart 64 to keep players closer together due to the limited processing power of N64. Oh, okay. So, but that doesn't make sense to me because Mm. we had times where people were spread to all across the map. 
Yeah. And I don't know if like maybe it was like a frame rate thing, like it runs better when everybody's closer together or what. But I mean, it comes straight from the guy who directed the game, so I don't know how you can dispute it. But I don't see how that. Where did you find that quote? That was there's uh, that was from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to our sponsor, Wikipedia. Well, it wasn't the, it wasn't the main. Wikipedia. It was like a side uh, one. It was right. the Blue Shell Wikipedia page. Ooh, yeah. Blue Shell Wikipedia. I had to dig a little bit for this, but yeah, it was from a 2011 interview with Kotaku. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Here we go. In Mario Kart 64, Thwomp's laugh is actually the laugh sound effect of a Mario Kart racer slowed down. Mm. Whose laugh was turned into Thwomp's laugh? Do you understand what I'm saying here? Yes, I do. Okay. I understand. Whose laugh was slowed down to make Thwomp's laugh? Princess was it Peach. Bowser, <laughs> Wario, or Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong? No. Donkey Kong. Does he laugh? He does like. Oh. That's the only. Uh, what is does Bowser? Oh, oh, oh. What does he do? I don't know. I can't even think of. You raised his Bowser. Okay, so it's Bowser, Donkey Kong, and Wario? Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, I don't remember hearing what the the thump sound like. The Donkey Kong thing kind of sounds right. Let's go with Donkey Kong. It was Wario. It was Wario, the purple pants man himself. Yes. So there you go. 0 for 2. Uh, I'm going to change my answers again, Jordan. Yeah, go. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Um, might as well. I'm going to go with uh, the Wario and the Blue Shell. Oh, man. It's amazing. This is why we have to have retest. You know, yeah. Guys, we added a new feature to the podcast Rewind. Rewind. Yeah. (laughs) We got Rewind. Everybody loves Rewind, except for retro video game purists (laughs) and that one girl on Instagram who really hates it. Get good or get a new hobby. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what episode that was from, but somebody I think it told Mario us Mario Two was when that thing was 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 popping off. Somebody some told us, uh, "Don't use rewind. Get good or get a new hobby." <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, teach their own. Uh, well, I think that was like, is it beating a game if you use cheats or rewind? And it's like, yeah, that was the, I think the debate at the time. Yeah. So. All right. I'm so when was the last time I missed a trivia question, Jordan? It's like been, five like, seconds ago. Was that like twenty twenty one at some point? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the state this po- this podcast has save states. Dan did say save, his brain isn't firing in all cylinders. So I we'll loaded the save state right before the one. trivia segment. Okay. Got unlimited lives in the trivia trivia. The trivia segment. The trivia. All right. His brain's really failing now. Uh Jordan, we got a bounty. We month. do. Yeah, we we want to know. You got to DM us. Which one is better, Mario Three or Super Mario World? Yes. Which is your favorite, Mario Three or Super Mario World? You can send us a direct message on social media at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We are at W I O W Podcast. You can also send us an email at Worth It or Worthless Podcast at Gmail dot com. Or you can send Dan or myself a direct message on Discord. You can always earn bonus entries every month just by participating in our Discord. That community continues to grow. So just jump in there, talk about retro video games, talk about modern video games, talk about music or wrestling or whatever it is you're into. And just by participating, you can earn some bonus entries. Don't forget, you have to submit an official entry via DM for your bonus entries to count. You're killing me with the way you're accenting the words. Just over here listening to you yell. There's also, um, <laughs> sorry, uh, the, the rules in the description. We're I'm, trying to, slash bounty. I'm trying to be thorough for the legal eagles out there. <laughs> with your accentuation of the stuff. 
Yes. If you uh, if you were distracted by the way I was speaking, you can just go and look at worthitorworthless.com slash bounty for all the rules, or you can look yeah, in the show notes. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Jordan, next month, as we mentioned, probably going to be April. That poll ends tomorrow. It's winning by quite a large margin. So I uh, don't know um, what's coming up for the second episode in April. Yeah, Maybe. but you know, this is a good time. Jump in. If you have been considering uh, joining us on Patreon, you can hop in there and you could vote for the second. Make us play something that people really hate. Uh, we're going to have a bad time either way. Like Dan was saying, people like this, it when we have a bad time. Yeah. Dan was saying before this, uh, before we started recording, he was like, yeah, I'm going to play all the way through or Superman 64. And I was like, no, you're not. You're not <laughs> going to make it. I know for a fact he's not going to make it. I remember running that game for Blockbuster and it's going to be a bad time. So yeah. what other game are we going to play and have a bad time with? Yeah. You could help pick. So I got to put together a poll. I got to figure out what the worst games of all time are. Yeah. So we're going to have to, maybe see. you have to make a poll so you can make a poll. I kind of did make that. A poll. That's how I got April's theme. I was like, hey, guys, on Patreon, what do you guys think the, the poll should be? Yeah. Uh, what do you think the monthly theme should be? We got some good, we got some interesting Yeah, it's a lot of power options. for our Patreon subscribers. Um, yeah, so April's going to be interesting. Hate pearls, probably what it's going to be. Yeah. So, uh, Jordan, eShop Apocalypse time. Oh, yeah. In honor of Nintendo giving the old yeller treatment to our our dear sweet eShop on the the Wii U and the 3DS. Rightfully so. We are uh, we are giving shout outs to games that you would be um, remiss not to pick up before Nintendo does that. Or you know just don't and save your money for something else. Save your money. Be, well, don't save your money on this one, Jordan. This week we're giving a shout out to Castlevania Dracula X. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the Wii U eShop for the Super Nintendo. Jordan, I think the Super Nintendo games are like six or seven dollars on the Wii U eShop. Okay. Do you have any idea what a cartridge for uh, for Dracula X goes for? Look this uh, up on price charting today. No, I'm sure it's a lot. T- take a step. Just give me a. It's a rare. It's a rare Castlevania game that yeah. people like a lot. A hundred and twelve dollars. Three hundred and eighty-eight dollars. That's more that than cartridge. a not for resale version of Super Mario. It 64. Sure is. So. Be sure to pick up uh, Dracula X if you're interested in that game on the you know, on your Wii That's U. That's not if you're part one of, of the thirteen owners. Isn't that part of one of the collections on Switch? No, it's not. On it the is. Collection. It's part of the Castlevania Advance Collection. Okay. Yeah. All right. They, I, I'm sorry. I forgot about the Castlevania Advance Collection. Twenty bucks there, so it's cheaper on the Wii yeah, U or so 3DS eShop. I don't know if it's the is is that just the straight Super Nintendo version? I wonder. Um. I don't know. It says it, inclu- it includes uh, Castlevania Dracula X and some what? What? And what? some some what? 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 Castlevania games. It's okay. It includes games that were first released on Game Boy Advance and Castlevania Dracula X. So it is yes. the Super Nintendo version. Okay. All right. Well, check that game out. Either way, people like that game. I haven't played it yet. Probably should. I have it wish listed the mm. advanced collection because I'm sure we'll eventually get around yeah. to playing some of them. We probably will. Maybe we should do Symphony of the Night first, but uh, I don't think I can get that on my Switch. <laughs> you get it on your Xbox 360. I'm about to. I'm trying to sell it on Facebook. <laughs> I'm trying to sell it on Facebook, but so many sketchy people want my Xbox 360. <laughs> Uh, all right, my friend. I think that's going to wrap it up. I don't think we have anything else. I th- yeah, I think that does it. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you in two weeks with probably Superman 64. Yeah, and I hope you guys had a merry Super Marchio. Um, yes. This is coming out on the last day of the month. I think so. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. So Close to it, yeah. Here's to April.
Here's to hate Pearl. Oh, and maybe hate Pearl is just a big April Fool's joke and we don't have to do it after all. No, I don't think it is. Yeah, who knows? All Maybe right. we just won't release episodes in April. It'll be better for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we decided in light of uh, the current voting situation on Patreon to just take a, a personal health month and uh, <laughs> we'll pick up back in May. Well, I guess we'll see you in May. The force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be probably equally terrible. We, <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't know. If no. you're, mm, Knights of the Old Republic too. Get started now. All oh, right, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see, see ya. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a rating or review wherever you're listening and if you shared the show with other retro gaming fans in your life. If you're looking for more retro gaming content, check out WorthItOrWorthless.com where you can find things like reviews, guides, game recommendations, and of course, all of our relevant links. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks.